the black and white minstrel show. Stop it at once. This is most offensive. We at the BBC have finally and definitely made up our minds. For the time being, anyway. <laughs> this black and white nonsense is offensive and has to stop. So wipe that silly black stuff off your faces and do the show some other way. Right? Right. right. It's the yellow and white minstrel. <laughs> Stop, stop, stop. That's no better, no better. Try again. It's the red and white minstrel show. Oh, in Moscow, ladies sing this song. Ravda, Ravda. No, 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 no. Or to put it another way, possibly. But I think we can solve the problem quite simply by getting rid of all the funny makeup and costumes and doing the show as you really are, quite naturally. It's the pink and white minstrel show. Oh, the camp town And once again, the prunes of the Angus tune strain brings to the microphone Tim Brooke Taylor, John Cleese, Graham Garden, David Hatch, Joe Kendabilotti, and without further ado, let's hear the voice of this week's Mystery Gibbon. It's I'm sorry I did that again, again. <laughs> The moment you've all been waiting for. The highlight of the year in the entertainment industry. Yes, it's time for the presentation of the Radio Prune Awards. So, let's go straight over to the London Palladium. Here I am at the London Palladium, and very nice it is too. But now let's go over to the Radio Prune Awards. <laughs> well, here at the Ickenham Gibbon Stuffing Institute Public Baths and Masonic Tea Rooms, there is a great air of occasion. The audience is full of showbiz personalities. I can see Rackle Welsh sitting over there, and in front of her, I can see two short, bald-headed gentlemen who... Oh, oh, oh. Silly mistake. Every, every actor who is anybody is here, and many young starlets who are anybody's are here as well. Uh, and now the audience are settling down, and I can see the usherettes moving down the aisles, distributing programmes and OBEs. And the tension is mounting as the time approaches for the presentations, and in fact, at this very moment, the Radio Prune jury are in conference, deciding who should get the awards. Perhaps we can eavesdrop and hear what they're saying. Long-haired entertainers! Long-haired entertainers! It's the permissive society, I blame! Permissive society! Everywhere you look, you see these young actresses with enormously inflated reputations. Enormously <laughs> inflated. You never saw reputations like that in our young days. Cause the pity. I once had my reputation inflated. Did you? Enormously inflated. <laughs> of course, that was during the war when everything was inflated. <laughs> I lost a leg in the war, you know. Huh? Never found it. I lost, I lost a bungalow. Blown off. Uh, I had my reputation blown off. Clean as a whistle, just above the knee. That's the trouble with these modern youngsters. If they all had their heads blown off, yeah. they'd be dead. Uh, like the rest of us. They're all sex mad. Sex mad. Sex 
Uh, can't get enough of it. Neither can I. Oh. <laughs> and another thing. Oh, there's a lot of them about. When we were young, we didn't know the meaning of the word sex. What does that mean? Sex? A sort of frog. Uh, not like these modern long-haired frogs. The whole world has gone frog-mad. You take television. Look. There's far too much frogs and violence. Everywhere you look, frog rears its ugly head. Uh, my uncle was a frog. <laughs> what happened to him? He croaked. Croaked! That concludes the voting for the Radio Proven Awards. And now the presentation of the awards is about to begin. And here is your Master of Ceremonies. Hello, good evening, and welcome. Super, super terrific. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is a very serious and important occasion, so I'm going to start it off by reading you this headline from this morning's Stockport Advertiser. It says, General Flies... Back to front. <laughs> super, super, terrific. Thank you, thank you. Well, I'll be reading you some more trivia later on, but now let's hear the winner of the Cinema Award almost anywhere. <laughs> well, Huey, the, uh, the Cinema Award goes to the rank organisation for the year's most constructive achievement. They stop making look at life. Thank you, thank you, Eamon. And now, to remind us of what we've been spared, here is a nostalgic look at life, number 3,4753. Down here in the heart of Surrey, there's something pretty unusual going on. Yes, it's wheelbarrow trekking. Did you say what's wheelbarrow trekking? Well, it's a cross between pony trekking and underwater octopus rape. Meanwhile, meanwhile, not far away in sunny Africa, Mildred Weems is setting out across the Sahara Desert in a brown paper bag. Well, that's her problem, so let's look somewhere, somewhere near her home, and where's this? No, Grandma, it's not China. It looks more like Plymouth. Did you say Plymouth? Right first time. And that means this isn't Chairman Mao, it's Bert Smith. And if you've ever wondered how to make macaroni with the hole down the middle, then ask Ted and Gladys Rumble. Incidentally, Ted and Gladys are brother and wife. They've lived here all their lives, but Ted tells me he's 43. How's that for a coincidence? And speaking of coincidences, this is the Tate Gallery. Did you say Ted Gallery? Look again, chum. Yes, it's a hovercraft. And speaking of hovercrafts, how's this for a bungalow? Well, bungalows may be a far cry from the Taj Mahal by moonlight, but while we're on the subject, let's see a horse's eye view of the Grand National. <laughs> They're off, and so am I. Cheerio. We interrupt this program to bring you a police message. A centurion tank has been stolen from an army camp in Aldershot. Police warn that this tank could be dangerous if swallowed by small children. <laughs> and now we return you to the Radio Prune Awards. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Super, terrific. Now, before we go on, Super, somebody's just handed me this press cutting. It says, General flies back to front. <laughs> Super, terrific. Thank you. And now, on with the awards. And now we come to the Television Personality Awards. Most promising newcomer in the field of comedy, Clive Jenkins. <laughs> and Television Personality of the Year... 
terrific. And will you just say a few words of thanks to me? Uh, well, uh, a great privilege uh, one thing. Uh, <laughs> one thing leads to another. Speaking of leads, I see Hunslet had a good day, as you all think so. Oh, not real honest. A great try against Wigan. It was quite a match. Well worth watching. Big Tom A. Well, then, helping Huddersfield get 20 points against Bradford Northern. And that's all you get in. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Eddie. Super terrific, wonderful, marvellous, great, super terrific. Push on. And now, before our next award, I'd like to introduce a very special guest, someone I'm very proud and honoured to be able to ingratiate myself with. <laughs> that wonderful American comedian, Mr. Jack Benny. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm I didn't deserve it. Super. Now, uh, Jack, would you say a few words for us? Well, David, um, I, uh... While we are waiting for the next word, here is some light music. Certainly am happy. To be <laughs> here. Thank you, thank you. That really was a laugh an hour. And that reminds me, we've just heard that a ministry spokesman has just announced General Flies back to France. <laughs> and now, the Radio Prune's special award for television, which is presented annually to the best long-running television series about two doctors in Scotland in the 1930s who live with an endearing housekeeper and spend more time being lovable and homely than they spend actually curing people. And this year's award winner is... Doctor, you must help me. I'm, I'm, I'm terribly ill. Help me, Doctor. Help me. Is there any more tea, Janet? Doctor Finley. And would you like another kipper? Doctor, Doctor, it's my leg. It's fallen off. I'll, I'll have another kipper, Janet. Oh, oh Doctor, Doctor, my head feels as if it's spinning round and round. Ah! It is spinning the window. <laughs> do something, please, please, do something. Oh, here's your keeper, Doctor. Oh, here comes Dr. Cameron. Uh, good day, Dr. Finley. <laughs> Doctor, I'm growing feathers. Dr. Cameron, I've got an interesting patient here I'd like you to take a look at. Man, man, what do you think you got? You know, no, I can't look at patients till I've done the homely lovable bit. Doctor, oh dear, oh, I'm pregnant now. Janet, yeah, will you bring me a kipper and a wee dram? <laughs> doctor, doctor, I'm turning into a chicken. Oh, do something, please. Control please. yourself, man. You see, a disease like yours, not a thing to treat lightly. I'm not 
not feeding it lightly. Look, I've laid an egg. Would you like an egg with your kipper? <laughs> Well, thank you, Janet. I must be away on my rounds. There's an epidemic in Tunnock Grey. Everybody's turning into farmyard animals. Doctor, doctor, I don't feel too well myself. I think I'm turning into a cruise and no. No. What's the camera and what can we do? Oh, calm yourself, man. Man, man. Man. What are they coming? They become animals. What am I going to turn into? Ah, oh, oh, please. Oh, oh, I'm changing. Ah, I'm changing. Ah, Grace, God. Oh, no. I'd never believe that possible. Oh, oh, I've turned. I've turned. I've turned into a human being. Wonderful super, terrific, and I've just this very moment been handed a press cutting from tomorrow's paper, which reads General Fax flies at front. <laughs> a new one. <laughs> and finally, we come to the awards for music. The second prize in this section goes to a follow up of a popular song, Young, Gifted, and Black, entitled Old, Untalented, and White. <laughs> Sung, of course, by Tony Blackburn. <laughs> And as our follow-up to the Beach Boys and the Bubblegum Sound, here's the Seaside Fellas and the e by gum Sound. Taste like 
much. Thank you very much, Flams. In our tireless search for the year's worst play, this week, Radio Prune, believe me, has come up with a real Lulu. Yes, indeed, Andy, and it is by Edward Empire, who wrote The Decline and Fall of the Roman Gibbon. <laughs> and it is called The Harder They Fall, The More They Hurt Themselves. So, for The Harder They Fall, The More They Hurt Themselves, let's hear it. Boxing is not what it used to be. It used to be tiddlywings. But that was very difficult to play with big leather gloves on. So to improve the game, people decided to throw away their winks, discard their tiddlies, take all their clothes off, and beat the living daylights out of each other. And fighting is still a great spectator sport, as every football crowd knows. But boxing is not so popular. No longer do the thousands flock to see Don Cockle's muscles or Bruce Woodcock's winkles. And, of course, TV is killing it. And it's not much good for boxing either. But yet, even now, the whole glamour of the fight game could be restored if a new personality boy could be found. A real chump. A champ. No, chump. Who could capture the imagination of youngsters with his skill, good looks, and two million pounds publicity machine. Our story of the search for such a man begins at Jack's Gym in Bermondsey, a boxing school run by the former paperweight champion of the Outer Hebrides, Jackie Tim. It's with a typical morning at the gym. Some of the lads were lifting dumbbells and stupid weights. Another was shadow boxing, hitting Hank Marvin. And why not? And a hefty heavyweight was running on the spot. Squashed into the ground, never to return. Not now, not ever, never! Most of the lads at Jack's gym had been fighting for years, and they were battered and scared. Or scarred. No, scared. And many of them had a cauliflower ear, a potato there, and a leap when they got nervous. But, listening to them talk, one soon realised that inside those battered, shapeless heads were battered, shapeless minds as they discuss their latest fights in that technical language only boxers understand. Cassius Clay fight, right, by computer. Right, right, right. Well, now the new heavyweight champion of the world is the computer. Right, so our, so our boss wants a volunteer from you lads to be the British challenger to fight the computer, eh? Someone with fast footwork, good left hook, and a screwdriver. Right. Now, who's he going to be, eh? At once, every hand went up. Please, can I leave the room? 
dear. Will nobody volunteer? He doesn't have to be a great fighter. I can teach him all he needs to know. All I want is a raw youth I can get to work on. Mmm, can't we all? <laughs> Hello, boys. Who are you? I'm Butch. I mean, Butch. Now, look, you mustn't be misled by the fact I made a rather poovy entrance because I'm definitely not like that. In fact, I want to be a tough, masculine He-Man boxer and I want to get into the ring with one of those glistening muscle-bound boys of yours and I'll punch him and pummel him and really hurt him and then I'll kiss him better. Oh, what a good one! No, no, honestly, really and truly, I am as rugged as the next man. Hello, I'm the next man. <laughs> I think you're exactly what we've been looking for. I want you to come and meet the boss. Here he is through this sound effect. Hello. I'm Solly Goldblad, Yamulka Bagel Bagel, the filth official radio B-E-N bar. Mitzvah. But you can call me sir. You can call me any time. Solly Goldblatt, Yamulka Bagel Bagel, the filth official already, was the daddy of all promoters. Or a great many of them, so it was rumoured. <laughs> Solly spoke to Butch. No, son, who are you? I'm Butch. You look a bit on the puny side. Puny? Sure, <laughs> I'm as sound as a bell. Come up and give me a tinkle sometime. <laughs> oh, I'll usually let my mole here be the judge of a man's physique. Butch, I want you to meet Miss Ophelia gently. She's a constant, a constant comfort to me, this gal. She has the tenderness of Florence Nightingale, the principles of Joan of Arc, the wisdom of St. Teresa, and bosoms like barrows balloons. <laughs> now, now, look here, Ophelia. If Butcher's going to be a really great champ, he'll need not only boxing skill, but must also have enormous frog appeal. Now, <laughs> now what do you think of him as a woman? Well, darling... He's great. As a man, he's a punk. He's got the face of a baby, the arms of a girl, and the legs of a sparrow. And yet, he still has something I desire. I love his earrings. Don't touch them. If you touch my earrings, I'll wince. Oi! Oi, look at that. When he's roused, he's transformed into an animal, a raging, tempestuous bush baby. Listen, little kid, I can make you something really special. Old pate with gerbil livers. <laughs> now I did it for Ophelia. When I found her, she was a penniless gutter snipe. But I gave her jewels and pretty dresses. I can do the same for you. Oh, yes. <laughs> now, it's not going to be easy. In this game, you'll find a lot of people against you. But you mustn't be upset by the knockers. Put them away, Ophelia. First. <laughs> first. <laughs> first, we're going to change your name. From now on, you'll be called Sugar Puff Robinson, right? <laughs> And so Jack, the trainer, set to work on Sugar Puff. Hey, look here, Sugar. It's my job to whip you into shape. Fun. <laughs> Jack fixed him up with a fight against Cooper. Hey, I can fight him. I can fight him. <laughs> I can fight. I can fight him with one hand. One hand tied behind my back. <laughs> I could. I could. I could fight him with one hand tied behind my back. Of course, I'd lose. 
Take a cup. Any cup. Take a cup. At last, solid gold mat, etc., etc. Good filterfish already. Called Sugarpuff into his office. Now, my boy, I want you to get into the ring with this computer and beat the living daylights out of it. There's a lot at stake. You'll be fighting for an enormous purse. Good day. It'll go with my huge handbag. <laughs> now, there's nothing to worry about. Jack will be your second. Don't you believe it? <laughs> Here is the result of the last contest between Tower of London and Firth of Forth. Tower was disqualified for using three low punches and a machine gun. Firth is the winner and the funeral is tomorrow. And now, the main event of the evening, the heavyweight championship of the world. Between in the blue corner wearing the red shorts computer PXO21150PE and in the pink corner wearing no shorts under taffeta pleated see-through mini tights and with sheepskin liberty bodies. Your own, your very own, and I knew you'd agree. Sugar Puff Robinson, your commentator is Mr. Harry Woodwork, right in Good evening. And the referee is calling the two fighters together and he's whispering something to them. Have you heard the one about the nun in the three chairs? <laughs> and now, the champion, the mysterious PXO 21115 OBE, is taking off its dressing gown and the crowd can't believe their eyes. Eyes? You're lying. And indeed, here's what a sight it is. What a strange, inhuman thing. <laughs> Well, no wonder this is the champion. No man could stay in the ring with that. <laughs> this should be a fantastic fight. And I think the bell is about to go. I'm off. Yeah, and here we go. And right away they're in their swapping punches. I'll give them two uppercuts for a left hook. And already, already the champion has got a nasty red gash under her nose. That's my mouth cheeky. And uh, another moment, Sugar Puff is just feeling his feet. And so she. <laughs> and his ankles. And his thighs. And his... Oh, my goodness. And, and, and she's going after him now. Chin, and, and she's fighting back, but she's riding his left hook. Give me up, hook! And I think she's too much for him. His knees are going weak. His, his legs, his legs are turning to jelly, and she's really licking him. And she's down, and he's down. They're down. She's letting him have it. And Sugar's corner of thrown in the towel, and the soap, and the loofah, and his rubber duck, and, and they're it's all over! And the referee's counting them both out! It's all over! It's all over! Play the music! That was I'm Sorry I Read That Again, performed by Timbrook Taylor, John Cleese, Graham Garden, David Hatch, Joe Kenner, and Bilotti. The producers were Peter Titheridge and David Hatch. The song was by Bilotti, the band was under Dave Lee, and the arrangements were by Leon Cohen. And the script was written by Graham Garden and Bilotti. And next week, it's perfectly possible to be on again. God help us all. Me, and 
special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.